Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's Hashtag Wine Lads, Season 2, Episode 1. So, I am always, I am Boomer. And I am Jalap Sibyl Labid... But my friends call me Cal. You can, too. Nice. The I had something compact. in mind, but I thought I'd just go silly. Just go really stupid and just make noises. It's certainly the least comprehensible of all your names. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, season two. Yeah. We've, uh, we're, we're having a bit of a change now. We're going to go to uh, monthly episodes, 10 episodes mm-hmm. a season. Um, uh, Boomer, you came up with the great idea that we should have uh, a different theme song every season or every halfway through a season. We should change the, the theme song so we can uh, be a bit more anime-esque and then maybe adapt Wine Lads into an anime and have it like giant explosions and powers and stuff. I'm up for it. Someone who can draw an anime. Do it. Yep. We're going to introduce power levels later on as well. Mm-hmm. That'll come into play. Um, it's just going to get weird later on. It's going to make no sense. Oh yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, but we're going to stay away from some of the traditional tropes, such as like the uh, the the stuff that doesn't fly that you might see in like the, like we were talking about this the other day. Watching seven yeah. uh, seven deadly seven sins. Deadly sins. <laughs> there oh. will be no looking up skirts and grabbing boobs. And that just being okay, because it's the main character. Yeah, it's not okay. It's not, it doesn't matter if it's a hero doing it. It's not okay. Stop it. Stop doing it. I, wish they, I, I love the Seven Deadly Sins, but I do wish they would quit it with the groping. I did finish the most, le- re- the most recent series, and there was, oh. I think there was one indication of it, but before it got to happen, it sort of stopped. And other than that, I don't, think, I don't recall there being any in there. I think they've, they got rid of it. Mm. Which is, I was wondering, like, again, like we were talking before, like, I wonder if that's because the, the storyline is becoming more serious and they're trying to make it a bit more like the stakes are much higher now, so there's no room for all the boob grabbing and ass skirt lifting and yeah. just appearing underneath Elizabeth's skirt and so stuff on. Stuff like that makes me, like, I really enjoy, like, some anime. So stuff like that makes me feel really uncomfortable watching it. Just be like, I don't want to associate with, like, that. No, no. And also the weird point of The Seven Dirty Sins, he's got, Meliodas has the appearance of like a like a twelve year old or something. Yeah. yeah, people are like falling in love with him and go, does no one see an issue with this? Like yeah. you're, I get it. he's thousands of years old, fine, but he has the appearance of like a child. And when all... he takes his shirt off, and then he's ripped. Oh yeah, he's like a, he's like that <laughs> tiny Tarzan that was yeah. all over the internet a while back. <laughs> and he owns a pub as well. The tiny Tarzan. No, um, Meliodas. Oh right. Oh yeah, of course they're the boar. Boar, I was going to say, hat. tiny, what? Uh, yeah, What's, the boar hat, yeah, yeah. They never fully explained that giant boar that the pub rides around on. It doesn't have a personality yet. The smaller pig has a full fleshed out character. Yep. But the giant one, is it just a, like a golem and doesn't have a personality to it? Is it just, I'd love, I'd wish they would explain that. Or if they yeah. did, I missed it. Yeah, because you know, the first season was a while ago. I can't remember, but yeah. it is good. It is a good series. And um, all, yeah. All, Groping aside, it's very good, actually. Yeah. Uh, we both recommend it. Yeah. Uh, so, moving on, uh, we have another guest today. So, this is um, a good friend of mine. You haven't actually met this person yet, Cal. I haven't, haven't met this person yet, but I'm very excited that they're on the podcast. Yeah, so this is um, my friend Ruth McPhee, who um, you may remember from the last episodes uh, with Ben Sides, where... Uh, I recommended her podcast. So she does a podcast called Ruth is Stranger Than Fiction, which um, I'll let, I probably butchered the description of it last time. So I'll let her describe it later on rather than me making a complete pig's ear of it like I did last time. But yeah, no, she's 
one of my favorite people on the planet just like a good friend of mine really sort of good fun person we used to go out drinking together all the time back when because we're still in lockdown for not lockdown anymore but like lockdown recovery like a halfway house i've stopped keeping up with the news i just yeah I don't know everything's open doing. again but it's harder to do things yeah so that's the time period for anyone listening to this retroactively but yeah anyway so i tell you what, let's just don't mess around she can in, we can talk to her and we'll find out all about her then it's ruth mcphee Nothing, nothing yeah. but the best for you, Ruth. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. How's it going? You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, good. I got a bit rained on on the way home from work. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. It's been a bit miserable. Well. Miserable out there at the moment. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of nice earlier because I was taking the bins out mm. and I was like, oh, it's a nice way to take the bins out. And now I look Is out the window. Your, your one bit of leaving the house per day. Uh, I, I also went to the shops to get my wine for today. Of course. Excellent. <laughs> Although we are like, we were saying this before, we're getting confused as to when we're in lockdown and when we're not, in, because we're not in lockdown anymore. So we can go out as much as we like to see as many people within reason as we like, or not, or not to, or to do so. These are the current guidelines we understand. I'm you just not trying to use my common you sense. You definitely can, but at the same time can't, unless it's necessary, but even when it's not, if it is though. Wine buying is considered a necessary excursion exactly i think so i think so yeah yeah, define necessity i mean (laughs) you know these are all confusing things i'm very i don't even know what i'm talking about let alone i don't i don't think the government does to be honest oh they certainly don't if anyone doesn't it's them yeah um anyway so hi thanks for joining us ruth all right thanks for having me you're welcome our our pleasure i've been promising you this for quite a while because We've, um, Ruth and I, I've mentioned it before, like I do like a quiz every Friday, so unless it's the start of lockdown account, so Ruth's one of the people who does that as well. Yeah. And uh, we've discussed it drunkenly many times, and finally it has happened. <laughs> and it's a great way to kick off season two of Winelands. Hashtag Of course, Winelands. you're under season two. Yeah. How did, you, how did you decide, you know, what was going to be the end? Like, did you go, it's going to be this many episodes, or you just thought, oh, we're... yeah we sort of decided around um so we did 10 episodes and then we figured uh i think it was around 10 that it became a bit of a uh i'm speaking on behalf of boom here it became a bit of an issue for um for editing every week it's like what comes to mind is that south park um seven days to to air or whatever it's called where they do they churned out all the episodes um and with work being quite busy uh it was getting a bit difficult so we sort of we had a sort of a, a sort of a meeting the other day and um we basically said right so we're going to now go to uh, monthly releases and um uh, so it gives a bit more time for for editing yeah. and what a, a great way to kick it off by doing maybe 10 10 episode seasons because that way we can get a bit of a break as well and uh do other stuff and then come back to it fresh and get 
you know, people lined up for it because we, we, we think the uh, the dynamic of having a guest on such as yourself mm. is that uh, works quite well although we do get we do get some pretty pretty good chats when it's just me and boomer i think we found mm. that i thought fair. you were going to say although we do get some pretty shit guests <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Our, our guests but no you went the you went the other way <laughs> i mean that, that that last guest that we had oh, <laughs> Bob Sides, I think it was. Okay, Barry yeah. Sides, I can't remember. He's, his got, name he's like what shit AF something like that. Yeah, that's his catchphrase. Some some rubbish <laughs> like that. That was awful. That was the worst episode yet. <laughs> uh, no, also we were doing it like every two weeks, which during lockdown was fine because I had nothing to do, so I didn't mind editing like a full episode. Definitely um, didn't just have a swig of beer then. That was a trick of the camera. <laughs> it's a filter that I've got on um, that makes it look like I'm drinking beer. Well, we would obviously we wouldn't drink beer on wine lads. Of course not. No, I didn't actually know. How much <laughs> attention I, I did see you drinking something, and I I did wonder. I thought, what? I wonder what that is. Oh, uh, it would be lovely if it was a can of fortified wine. <laughs> That'd be great. We are, we, we are supposed to. Do, I'd like to do. A, we were going to do when we at the beginning when we were doing our like Fast and Furious little set. We were going to. Oh have, yeah. I wanted to do an episode called The Buck Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know what happened. We were like all ready to buy some wine and just, I guess something shiny was in the corner and we stopped paying attention to that. And then now episode 11. I've the podcast has not made an appearance yet. No, it will do at some point, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah, it will. Maybe this, towards, because maybe I'm getting confused between Buckfast and Buckfast. It's a bit of a Christmassy drink, isn't it? No, it's no? like it's a, it's Buck, you're thinking of Buck's Fizz. Buck's Fizz, Buck's, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. Which is just like Prosecco or Champagne and orange juice. Orange juice, yeah. Yeah. What's the one with the little reindeer on it? Uh, Maltesers, mm. reindeer things. <laughs> no, I know the reindeer you mean, and I can't remember. Baby like, Sham. That's it, but yeah, Baby Sham, that's baby it. Sham. Oh, we should do that. We should have like the a trifecta of like shitty alcohols, like sort of Buckfast, Baby Sham, and I don't know what a suitable third one would be. Un- <laughs> Unicum. <laughs> Oh that God! Never yeah, be suitable in any circumstances. I had you. Uni- we had you to come in the office not that long oh. ago. It's oh, it's the it's worst awful. drink. I've never had a worse drink. In my I life. think it is the worst thing I've ever drunk. Yeah, I was it's... just appalled when I tried it. <laughs> I can usually I can stomach most things, but it was just it was unspeakable. I didn't realise it was a thing. It just appeared in my office one day. That someone brought it back from um, holiday, and we all tried it, and it was like this is this is gross. Yeah, I think everyone goes to like Poland the first time, like just then brings back Unicum or something. Oh, I think it's Polish anyway. I think I had it in Hungary. Oh, so maybe it's just I like that it, area of Europe where from, is from there. And then you bring, oh, here's like a local bit of booze. And it's fucking gross. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Unicum. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, so whoever manufactures that, shame on you. Try harder. How dare you lure us in with a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, anyway, let's move on. To, to, uh, have you got a bottle of wine with you, Ruth? Yes, I have. Ooh. Okay, let's, let's get the wine out of the way first, and then we'll get to the chatting. So, what have you got there? I've got a bottle of Nostros. Oh, I like the label. I know, that was what lured me in mostly, uh, which is a red wine. It's... Now, I have chosen a wine, I'm not sure how to say, which was a bad mistake. I think it's Carmenere. Carmenere? That sounds about right. Remember, we don't really know. You probably know more than us, Ruth. (laughs) It's from Chile. Ooh, Chilean wine is very in season at the moment. 
I don't know if that's true. I've just always wanted to say it. (laughs) (laughs) It's from the Maipo Valley in Chile. And yeah, it's a Reserva Carmenere. So, but as yeah, the the label is quite gothy, isn't it? So I feel like that's the sort of label label. that, and I, I almost did this with my bottle of wine today. I look for the label that I would always think that my dad would buy because I, I sort of kind of I always associate red wine with him and always like the sort of almost a little bit fancy artistic labels. Mm. And you just got to think that's a good wine in there. They've, they've, yeah. they've, they've thought about the label. They've thought about the wine. That's it. I usually go for like a nice typeface or sometimes if there's an amusing animal. I will yeah. also. And the one I nearly went for, it was a duck and I think like a chicken and it looked like they were like pals. But it was like like a watercolour, a black and white watercolour, if that makes sense. It was just like a... It, it, I'll get it for next time. I should have got it today. I didn't get it today. I went for something a lot cheaper today. What did you go for today, Ken? Well, thing is, I looked... I, I, I picked this up and, uh, and then I thought to myself, this looks familiar to me. Have I had this on an episode of Wine Lads already? I meant to go back through and look at all the... Uh, the different bottles of wine that we had. I didn't get time because work got very busy today. But I went for this. It's a Beaujolais. Oh, I don't think you have had that before. Okay, that's fine then. Um, and it was, it's selected by Tesco. Uh, soft and light-bodied, made from the Gamay, Gamay? the local Beaujolais okay. grape. <laughs> um, a vibrant red wine with bright and juicy flavours of red cherry and red currants. Store in a cool, dark place. I didn't do any of that. I just put it on the countertop <laughs> until today. Uh, and it goes with cured meats and cheeses. Mine goes with red meats and cheeses. Ooh. Oh. So we're well served for meat and cheese. Yes. I don't know what mine goes with. Garçon. <laughs> <laughs> Fetch the meat. Meat and cheese, please. Uh, and mine doesn't go necessarily with anything. <laughs> Yours doesn't go with anything. It doesn't go with anything. It's that sounds very poor. Yeah. I, oh, no, it does. It goes with um, lamb, beef, or even chicken piri-piri. Oh, well, lamb and beef are both red meats. They're meats. It, it goes with meats, so that's nice. Is it nice. Portuguese? It is Portuguese. Well I done. I know that piri-piri. Ah. Oh, of they course, yeah. They love piri-piri chicken Ah, cool. well, speaking of um, dads, my dad gave me this one. He, he, he gave, I think my dad gave me a wine the other episode as well a yes. while ago. Yeah. And uh, Did so, you say it was disgusting, though. No, no, that's jam shed. That was the which one. I <laughs> saw in Tesco earlier. They do yeah. sell it in little Tesco up the road. They, they also do it in the spa. Okay. On King's Road. <laughs> is it Kings Road? I think it is. Yes. Anyway, Can't escape they, it now. They do the spa there. Anyway, um, yeah, jam shed's all right. It's just too sweet for me. But this one is um, LB Seven Red forward slash eighteen. So because my parents live in Lane Buzzard, I thought they'd bought me like. Uh, letting buzzard wine oh fuck what's this gonna be like oh lb yeah lb so i thought like, oh crap it turns out it's lisbon so that's all right go, oh, oh, okay that's good like, obviously you know letting buzzard renowned winemaking capital of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so wine of portugal 2018 uh life in lisbon is rich and vibrant much like this luscious portuguese red intense in ruby color and the nose is lively and aromatic with ripe red fruits the palate is juicy with plums, dark berries, and soft, fine tannin. Oh, sounds good. It's a corker. I must say, Portuguese yeah. wines are one of my favourite countries of wine. Oh. They're usually very nice. 
Okay. I don't really have a favourite country. I feel I should do that. Well, I didn't really. And then, I mean, I still, I mean, this, I'll drink this. It's from Chile, no problem. But um, when I went to Lisbon a couple of years ago, I had such a lovely time. And the wine is was so delicious and cheap because it's a lot of it's local wine. Mm. So um, it just, I always have sort of fond memories of drinking Portuguese wine. And it's always, like, I haven't had a really terrible one. Okay. You know, like sometimes, you know, if you have, say, a like a bad cheap Spanish wine, yeah. it's really yeah. disgusting. But no, I haven't definitely. had that with Portuguese wine. So. That's cool. So I, I was, think you're in for a treat, Boomer. I'm looking forward to this. I'm I always um, try and go for, I mean, I've gone for a French one today. I always try and go for either uh, a wine from Chile or um, uh, a Australian wine, actually. Um, mm. I think my dad, my dad used to get some Australian ones, or, he's, or I've seen him get Australian ones, which have been quite good before. Um, I say this, this was a long time ago, so they may have been terrible, and I was just a kid just trying to drink them because I was trying <laughs> to be like my dad. Just happy, drunk on cheap wine. Yeah. <laughs> Shall I open? Is it time? Yes, yes, go ahead. Oh, give it an open, give it a pour. The fucking cork residue in mine. Is it? Oh, oh, I was just staying there. No, it's I right. should just, say, I got mine just in... just fingering the end. Got mine in Cambridge Wine Merchants. Ooh, lovely. Ah. Glug, glug, gluggers. So yeah, we'll do the we'll do the we'll briefly go through the steps. Wine lads steps. So we got the uh, yeah. got a look at it. So look at it. Is it? Yeah. Again, watch sideways if you want these explained. Again, I've forgotten exactly what it is we're supposed to do. It's something to do with the colour and the density of it, which will tell you. I think no, it tells you the age of the grapes. Mine seems quite quite dark and dense. Yeah, everyone's looks quite. Everyone looks yeah, we've like gone very quite dark. the very dark reds, haven't we? Yeah, mm. mine. I was expecting a That's lot lighter. That's the best. Kind. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like you've is. also got a stemless wine glass, Ruth. Yes. I need For to red get, wine, I, need to I always like a I like a beaker. The oh. white wine a stem. Oh. I don't know where this arbitrary rule has come from. I was going to I was going to ask. Is there a reason? <laughs> I don't think there's a reason. Actually. It's not the reason I do it, but I think the, you're supposed to have, you would not have white wine from a beaker because um, you don't want to hold where the wine is because you want to keep it cold. Ah, no, but also the red wine is all right because it, you're meant to have it at a slightly kind of warmer temperature anyway. So if you're like clutching it like that, it's fine. Hmm. So you'd also want a smaller surface area so that less heat can escape. Hence yes. maybe why not in a big jug? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway, yeah, give it a swell, give it okay. a sniff. I'm swirling. Can we drink it now? I hope you all caught up on your Auntie Donna that we recommended last time. On On the last episode, me and Cal constantly make references to an Australian like sketch series called Auntie Donna. Oh. Well, if you go into the links of the last episode, we've included our favourite episodes in there. Well, like good starting ones. Definitely. I should say, I have listened to some episodes, but not every single one so that's fine that's fine um, that's fine i'm afraid i've mainly i mainly watched or listened to the ones with people i know in that's and then right. from there i will branch further into the into the others i do that on most podcasts i listen to i got loads <clears throat> where like i'm a big fan of the podcast but if i don't know who a certain person is or have no interest in who that person yeah, is i, I won't probably do it. listen to that episode yeah. listen to it. which is probably maybe i maybe sometimes think i should because you might discover that that person's actually pretty cool yeah that is true. So, then, yeah, who has, yeah, who has the time to discover these things the, these days? I will, I will. Yeah, listen, to, that's, that's, it's not just for you, it's for everybody. Everyone should listen to one. <laughs> Actually, another thing my dad did when he gave me that bottle of wine 
because he gave me one previously. He goes, I feel we should get a, a shout out on the show for this. He goes, I did, Dad. He goes, did you? Goes, yeah, if you listen to him, you'd, you'd know that. He goes, oh, maybe I'll listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> My mum once insisted she listened to all the episodes. He goes, I'll listen oh, to yeah. all of them. I was like, wow, really? He goes, yep, all of them. Goes, wow, that's, that must have taken you hours. She went, well, they're only like a minute long. He goes, Oh right, just the, the two the two like minute long episodes I do. Go, oh yeah, I saw both of them. Go, not the like eight other episodes at that point, <laughs> which would tell about. And you've been like, oh, I've been you know working really hard on this podcast. It's taken so much of my time. She must have just been like, what idiot? They're so short. What's he yeah. doing? <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, yeah. have, a, have a little yeah. city. <laughs> smells good. Mine smells quite a bit spicy. Mine smells oh. a bit peppery. Is that a bit mm. of pepper? On the back, it says chocolate. You can have spicy chocolate. A bit bitter, a bit of like a bitter spicy chocolate. I can't remember what mine said. Didn't even say. Uh, Bright and juicy flavours is a red cherry and a red currant. Uh, Mine is thinner than expected, but has a nice, nice sharpness to it. So I guess that is the plethora of berries that they described. Ooh, ooh, mine has a definite spicy, uh, a spicy zing. Ooh, tell tell us more. I love a spicy thing. Um, yeah, go back in for the Haley Pellegrini second sip. Oh, that yeah. the name of it. We were just sipping wines once and then giving our verdict before, whereas Haley did point out that the second sip is where you get the real flavour. Right. Interesting. Yeah. It's nice. It's quite rich, this. Mm. Yeah, quite rich. Um, I even want to say a little bit meaty. Ooh. And that's why it goes well with the meat. A little meaty tang to it. That sounds really good. Mmm, it's nice. I suppose if you think this probably does look like a vampire's wine, so it probably, you know, a bit of a meaty, a meaty spicy tang is just what a vampire would like. Have you seen that wine where it's got a picture of Nosferatu on the front of it? Have I seen it, Boomer? <laughs> on my mantelpiece. <laughs> oh, I should have known. I should have known. Um, yeah, we drank it and then um, I use it as a candlestick. Oh, excellent. So there, thank you very much for this. You can describe it so much better than I could by literally just showing people what this looks like. They will, no one will believe that that wasn't a setup. What's it called? <laughs> it's called um, Brecula. Yes, yeah, so it's it a white wine though, isn't it? It wasn't very nice. Oh. It was a white wine? That should be nice. red, surely. Yeah, it was white, which was weird. Ooh. That's what um, I was going to say. It's so weird. You finally got like a Nosferatu wine. It should be yeah. it should Is it be to a really reflect thick... the colour of his skin? Because he's so pale. A yellow jaundiced face. Yeah. 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 But it's a very cool bottle. So, yeah, now it that can does be look a cool. for us. If I was anyway. going to drink a white wine, I guess it'd be that one. Even though mm. apparently, as you said, it's shit. But wasn't, it, was, it just wasn't very nice. It was, right. yeah. So, like, anyway. like, a, like a four out of ten. Yeah. It was... So, not all the way shit, but not good. It was... I When I have a white yeah. wine, I like, like quite a crisp, dry white wine. And it was more of a, like, on the sweeter kind of a side so yeah it's not wasn't for me mm. my wine is um well it said soft and light bodied and i would agree with that it's so light there's nothing there there's no flavor no flavor not oh. really it, i mean it's fine and it, it it's got it is quite smooth so it's quite it's quite soft i guess as they're referring to it um not really much of a flavor there's a little bit of one and the little bit that is there is not bad but um I like a bit of uh, I like my red wine to pack a bit of a punch. Do you think it's a grower? Do you think that there'll be an, like a nice aftertaste? I'm hoping so. I'm hoping the more because I've had a couple where the more I've gone on, the more I've liked them. I'm hoping this is going to be the same with this, but only time will tell. 
I have the same issue as you, Cal, at the moment. This, is, this would be a perfect summer wine. Like, you know, if it's a hot day and you got to the evening and then it's, you, you want a bottle of wine to have. But that's when you don't necessarily want something like what it sounds like Ruth has. Yeah, what I would normally, yeah, what I would go for, which is like, that's normally what I would have. Is something I want it to be like really heavy and almost have a bit of resistance to me drinking into it. Like, you know, I'm fucking big and heavy. You can't fucking drink me. We are fucking will, you dick. And you then, want an aggressive wine to I do, start I mean, a fight with you. You just yeah, want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> I like to I like to battle with my drinks. I, I actually do because like when I like drinks things like scotch, I like it to be like you know really smoky and maybe a bit peaty as well. Just I can tell I've got a good one like when I'm sitting next to Shell and drinking it. She's like, "Oh, what the fuck is that you're drinking, Jesus?" <laughs> and that's when I know, yeah, it's a good one in there. I really like this one. <laughs> a bit of a ponger. ponger. Uh, but no, this one seems like it's tasty, but it's I guess it's not my go-to thing. But we'll see how it goes throughout there. Now, do you oh, ever do a thing? I guess you don't because you just open them. And I, I'm not claiming I know anything about this. Would you ever like let a wine breathe? Because I know sometimes with reds, you're meant to open them in advance, aren't you? And then that mm. will like mean that the, fla- the flavour will be brought out. The tannins. The tannins yeah, get so. Yeah, we talk about this, I think, in the yeah. first or the second episode. Mm. And um, one just day, maybe up. we'll get a decanter <laughs> and... Uh, and we'll do it, but I don't, I don't, um, you drank it out of a jug once. Did that help? No, but it, I, I mean, maybe it tastes good. And, that was um, a measuring jug that I rinsed out because you wouldn't rinse it out. <laughs> you can't, you'll be fine. Yeah, it would have been I insisted fine. insisted on cleaning your jug for you. It came, it came out of the cupboard. It was really clean. It'll be fine. It had bits in it. Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, I think Bob had a, Oh, he got a carafe, didn't he? Yeah, that's what it was. I was looking for them on Amazon the other day. But he um, had like a fancy one, which was twisted. Yeah, so, so that, that way so you it could, doesn't drip. So you could do this. And it also apparently it, it aerates it when it's in there. Yeah, nice. I suppose if you did it for the for this, you'd have to do it like Peter. So you'd have to have two bottles of the wine. <laughs> here's one I had one. earlier. <laughs> and then exactly. And here's the, you know, this one's already ready. And then you would proceed. But yeah. Okay, I don't know that, that. that high budget a, a show. Well, but, you know, what we could do, of the wine. We could do it as a medium side. We could do it as a medium <laughs> side. We will try that. We will try it if, if we remember to do this. I'll remember because I've got to watch this back when I edit. So yeah, I'll remember <laughs> them. I just wondered what your feelings were on letting the wine breathe. If you I, it. I would love to have some feelings on it. I don't currently but I would love to have some feelings on it. We should try and get those feelings. We should try it. We should try it. But I think you, the wine almost, which is probably why I never do it, the wine has to be like good enough to make it worthwhile, doesn't it, I think? How about if we were to buy... A $30 bottle of wine. (laughs) $30? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, never that much. If we were to buy a $7.99 wine reduced in tesco to five pounds that's how you buy wine that's how i buy wine anyway sure. yeah yeah, yeah. Buy what's on sale so that way you'll get no, more I expensive think you, wine i think you'd have to get a 9.99 bottle of wine reduced to 7.99 oh. to make it worth the breathing element okay okay we'll do this we'll do this right so we'll get we need two bottles though because we need one to have instantly opened another one, one to come in. and then we'll have one we made earlier in a carafe 
a fancy carafe. Yeah. Or, yeah. or a measuring jug. We may, we may not buy a carafe in time, so it might be just be a measuring jug. Or maybe even just a pasta bowl. <laughs> that way, it in. there'd be so much breathing if it's in a pasta bowl. Like, think of this, again, the surface area, the amount of oxidisation that could happen and then within a pasta bowl. ladle it out like a punch? Ooh. I was just going to slap it, like... <laughs> But, we could then I mean, put that, yours is classier. So we could put pasta way. into it, and then the wine becomes like a pasta sauce. Oh. Do you we should just like put some tomatoes in it, cut in half, and leave it overnight, and then it turns into pasta sauce. I think sauce. we've strayed from the original, the original mission. What, have <laughs> we <laughs> tomatoes have got involved? I think we've strayed. Well, I mean, is that a negative? How I mean, how do you think <laughs> recipes are invented, Ruth? I mean, and you're just making doing like an Italian cookery show. Yeah, yeah, probably boopy. And <laughs> probably shouldn't say that anymore either. God damn. <laughs> Impressions it's a family so guy reference. Now. It's a family guy reference. We'll just yeah, say that. Let's, let's say that. Okay, how are uh, you? How how's the wine now for you? Still tasteless? It's, it's, maybe it's maybe it's a little bit more tasteful, but still, no, I mean, it's sort of just. I'm Is drinking it, tasteful it but I'm not, my impressions of Italian people. I, I'm I'm drinking it and I'm not really noticing it, and that's probably the worst thing. Yeah. Or it's great for like if you're a 17 year old girl going to go out clubbing in London. Yeah, it goes down easy. You just drink that far, first. Oh god, that sounded wrong. I didn't mean it like that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake, that was an accident. Um. <laughs> It, I genuinely believe you. It's fine. It's easy to drink. It's easy to drink. So yes, it's good for for young people uh, to get drunk quickly on. Um, let's let's see how it does for me. Let's see what my demeanor. I should be able to go. It's, let's see. Let's see how easily you go down. Well, exactly. This. Yeah, because it's going it's going down quite easily on me. Um, so we'll Not see. Much what, like it. No, no. It's <laughs> so we'll see what my demeanor is like uh, by the end of the episode because I could be all sorts of drunk and saying even worse things. Do you normally get through a whole bottle per episode? Yeah. No, it depends how much we're enjoying the wine, I think. <laughs> a contradiction there from, from each well, I think, yeah, I think Cal's more sensible than I am and drinks a bit slower, whereas the more I drink, the faster I drink. Mm. Mm. If Yeah, with, with wine, if, it's, if I'm really enjoying it, it's, it's gone. Uh, I think there's only been two, two episodes for me that have made it into the Empty Bottle Club, um, where I think most, have, most boomers have done it. In it goes. He loves it. First glass. We don't know though because look, this is such a wide bottom. You can mm. fill it, and it looks like you've only got a tiny bit, but actually, it's really quite a lot. In there. Everything you just said sounded like an innuendo. I was going to say, were you laughing at wide bottom? <laughs> and even though you got like a little bit, you're trying to fill it. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> that whole thing was the name of your sex tape. <laughs> Noise. <laughs> Very long, very long. Uh, we'll, probably, we'll put a colon or two in there. <laughs> Much like yours. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, I tell you what, so as I said in the last episode and in the intro, Ruth has her own podcast called Ruth is Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah, very basically. I very much probably butchered the description of it to everyone last time when I just bumblingly tried to say at the end of the podcast what it was about. So okay. tell us a little bit about your podcast. Uh, it is about um, weird histories of East Anglia. So strange old murder cases, uh, things like witch trials, folklore, um, just sort of strange goings on. Bit about We've done a bit about archaeology and strange finds that have 
been found in the East Anglian region. Um, yeah, so just sort of weirdness, really, historical weirdness from from Cambridgeshire, Norfolk, Suffolk, that sort of thing. But Absolutely also, we, it, by the way. Oh, thank you, Lima. It's, 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 genuinely very, one, it's genuinely one of my favourite podcasts I listen to. I really oh, love it. You're very and, kind. And obviously, Boomer showed it to me, and I was listening to it today um, because I um, there's three. Uh, episodes that really caught my eyes. Obviously, the St. Neitz poisoner one, because obviously yes, he's living in St. Neitz. Indeed. And the the mini the mini episode that you did on the Caxton gibbet, because I oh, yes. used to live in Caxton, and my parents ah, still do. And was was it the gibbet like a proud thing for all Caxtoners? Well, I didn't really get... Caxton is a very, very small village. It's essentially a straight line. Um, we didn't well, really... Their family tree is a straight line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we... Um, I, I moved there when I was in year five mm. uh, in school, so in primary school. So for any, if there's any Americans watching, which are, uh, or listening, which apparently there are, because I've looked at the uh, mm. the demographics on on Anchor. That's exciting. Um, that'll be um, hello, America. Uh, elementary school, or American person or people. Um, so yeah, I moved there, and we didn't really. There wasn't really really many kids around, so we didn't really speak to anyone, but. We used to always, it used to be really cool to drive past the gibbet because it was, yeah. it was cool. It's like, oh my God, a, that's where they hung people. Or so we thought anyway, um, obviously learned that the gibbet's actually not where they ha- they did the hanging. It's where they hung the dead bodies afterwards yeah, to display. Yeah, just left them to rot. Yeah. Um, and they also used to be the Yin Wah House, which was a Chinese restaurant that, that, was, that was there. Um, it burned down. It burned down. And now yeah. there's a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, the, I remember the McDonald's Caxton Gibbet. Yeah, on a map. That's what that's called. I remember driving past the Chinese restaurant. I go, huh? That's on fire. I actually, like just like saw it. You just saw like smoke. I saw oh, it smoking. Saw it burning. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. It was yeah. smoke. I think the fire had stopped, but it was still smoking. So I think right. they may have just put it out or something. But it I was got, an insurance job. Well, wonderful. It was. Um, <laughs> it was really nice. Cause I, I, when I, I was really picky eater as a kid, I didn't really like much food and I didn't like I didn't realize I like how much I love Chinese food so I never actually got to eat there because I was a picky idiot um oh, it's my second favorite yeah oh, I love Chinese food so good I love ah oh. well join first join first, join first. It's with Japan, what Japan and Japan Japan oh, right, yeah yeah favorite yeah. cuisines um but yes this now there's the Caxton gibbet roundabout well I say now that's what it is that's it's yeah. been there for a while now but um yeah I really enjoyed those at them I've I've got through the first St. Nate's Poisoner one and I've listened to the Cats and Gibbet one. I need to listen to the second set. And then I just need to listen to the rest of them because I do love a, a true crime podcast. It's, uh, it's yeah. great. I really enjoy it. I'm glad you like it. Thank you. I should also say, similar to this podcast, just in case anyone goes to listen to them and expects it to be a kind of serious uh, academic history of, of these things, we also do drink a lot. So that is the main theme as well, is that we're quite drunk. So they they increase in silliness the further through the episode <laughs> you do something quite interesting with the drinks don't you because you, you each of you and your guests bring a special drink don't they we try and theme the drinks to the to the to the episode story which can usually i do a very shit job because i've been i've done all the research so i've done like all this you know research into the things which i enjoy very much but it's quite time consuming. So the, I usually at the last minute, I'm like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do? Throw some vodka in a bowl of milk and like call it a witch's teeth drink. Um, <laughs> and then it's disgusting. And then... Um, vodka and milk, this is white Russian. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds excellent. <laughs> I'm going to It somehow went badly. 
Uh, and then usually, uh, depending on who's on, my friend Katie, who's been done a few, always comes up with something really amazing and she like researches what cocktails were being drunk at the time and yeah. we'll get all these weird ingredients and put these are kind of amazing hibiscus petals went in one recently that she did um so yeah we try and have them a little bit themed to the story yeah cool it's good yeah it's good that's awesome we need we maybe need to try a bit harder cal uh, i think you know, trying hard is hard yeah You've just got wine. That's your thing. Yeah. True. And it's we, always red because we don't want to drink white or rosé. <laughs> you had a white last but, time. No, the rosé. I, listen, oh, the one rose I, listen I listened to the Bob one and you had the trifecta. Yeah, that was a mistake. That's <laughs> nice now. Yeah, I'm, I'm never doing it again. The white, the white I had was horrible. I didn't really like it. I wanted I thought, to cut it with lemonade. I knew red was the favoured colour, so I did... I did get a red, and I also prefer red wine. So. Yeah, obviously it's it's you bring whatever you fancy. I mean, we're yet to have someone who hasn't drunk wine. I mean, we had Burns, and he he drank prosecco, prosecco which is a sparkling wine, so it technically mm -hmm. counts. But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess there'll be there will come a point we'll get someone on who doesn't like wine. Yeah, they're welcome to not drink wine. This. It, I guess the premise of it is, is we talk to people over wine. We do talk about wine, but if they've got a beer, they can describe the beer instead. We're the wine lads. We're the ones yeah. drinking the wine. That's, yeah, I suppose yeah. that's true. Yeah. I have said on, on my podcast, the one drink that I will never drink is cider. I've okay. laid down a rule. I will not drink it. How come? I just hate it. Fair. How, how do you feel about a steak bite? Bad. I feel bad about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I don't. I've never that. had cider to persuade me that cider is not disgusting. Oh, I like some, I do like cider. I like every, I think that like every drink, I like a variant of it, like uh, a brand or a type kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I don't have anything that I like, no, won't drink that whatsoever. But no, I like cider. Well, that's open-minded of you. I'm, I'm a very open-minded person. Yeah, I'm not aware I of a drink that I won't drink. And I said that sarcastically, but it's actually true. I have a gym. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Do you say there's nothing you won't drink? Well, I don't. Th I, I don't know of a drink that I don't like, alcoholic-wise, that I don't like. I was, I was about to list ones. I'm sure you wouldn't drink that weren't alcoholic. Yeah. Although um, actually, we've all already agreed that Unicum is the work of the devil. Oh yeah, oh, Unicum yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah, I won't. If Unicum is a type, which I don't, I don't know what type <laughs> it is actually. Well, it's the thing is, I thought it was going to be a bit like Jägermeister. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah, is it? that's what it's I thought. Bad. Oh, it is like it, but it's rot. Imagine if Jägermeister went rotten. I'm going to look it up. And then just like, imagine if it went rotten and then was like cursed by an old bag lady to smell like shoes for the rest of its existence. And, then it and as you were drinking it, you were just in like a portal of hell. Exactly. That's the experience. Yeah, and prior to this, it's wandered the earth for 6,000 years, just gathering more sm shoe smell from all of the wretched past. What species is Unicum? It just says Unicum is a Hungarian herbal liquor or bitters drunk as a digestif or apatif. Um, the liquor is today produced by Zwack, which is Zwack in itself. Zwack, man. Hang ten. Tubular. Um, according to, to, to the secret formula of more than 40 herbs or... Herbs. Too many! Yeah, too Why many. Why are there so no many herbs taste like shit. Uh, the drink Just is aged in oak casks. During communism in Hungary, the Zwack family 
lived in exile in New York City and Chicago. And uh, Unicum in Hungary was produced using a different formula. Uh, before moving to the US, Janos Zwack had entrusted a family friend in Milan with the production of Unicum based on the original recipe after fall of communism, Peter Zwack uh, returned to Hungary and resumed production of the original Unicrum. Unicrum? Yeah. I want to say Unicron, like in the Transformers Unicron. movie. That's, I think uni, Unicron is greater than Unicum. Yeah. Is Unicum voiced is, by Orson Welles? Is yeah, this... Oh, <laughs> it would probably be drunk by him if you saw the state of him in that advert. <laughs> Has anyone seen the uh, Orson Welles wine advert? No. Oh, look it up on YouTube. Just type in Orson Welles wine advert. And it's just him absolutely fucked. Just like, a, oh, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, wine. This wine. <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> it's like about 50 takes of him just being very drunk. I've seen a anyway, parody yeah. of him. I haven't seen the actual one. Uh, you probably just saw the actual one. <laughs> no, because I'm pretty sure it, it, it definitely wasn't. It was someone playing Orson Welles. I'm pretty sure uh, it wasn't yeah. Orson Welles. Yeah, he's just fucking hammered throughout it. Yeah, that's, that's fine. We've all been there. Not at work, though. I haven't been there at work. <clears throat> Drunk? Yeah, like, especially not that drunk. Never. Varying degrees at work. Previous jobs, of course. Um, you know, like, meaning when I was younger. But anyway. It's going in just nicely, I must say. Okay, yeah. How are you getting on with it now? So well, nicely you've just kind of said, but. Good. It's, it's rich, though, and I'll, it's quite, it tastes boozy. I know oh, they're all boozy. That one sounds so good. I'm definitely going to buy a bottle of that. It's nice. 13.5% this one. Oh, you beat me. Mine's 12.5. No, I've um, done 13.5 as well. I can't take... Mine's not very boozy tasting. Mine, taste, mine does have a boozy taste. My my nana is a big... She's 98. She's a massive wine drinker. Um, I think she's just pickled herself and she's sort of just hanging on. Um, but her, Italian wine. <laughs> her rule is that she only wants wine if it's over 13%. So I, if you no get her... Like I get, because she's she doesn't need stuff. So now, whenever it's her birthday and Christmas, I just buy her wine. But she, you have to check because if it's under thirteen percent, she is not impressed when she Ooh. gets that wine. She checks immediately. That's the rule of my nana. It has to be thirteen percent plus for the wine to count as a proper a proper do, wine. Do tenants do wine like a tenant super <laughs> for, for wine? I was going to say. What, I, don't know. I thought that was a statement that tenants did wine. I was like. No they, no, no, they don't. <laughs> I mean, actually, is there like the, I guess the, the wine equivalent? Yeah, like the wine equivalent of like a scholar or a ten super. From my, well, she drinks a lot of sherry, which I guess is almost. It's like ramping it up a bit, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's, that's going go into Fraser territory. Well, sherry, no. Actually, uh, maybe there is a type of booze that I'm not into. I think sherry might be it. Actually, I need to. I would. I need to try sherry again, and if I don't like it, I'm going to drink it until I do like it. Do you remember a Christmas or two ago, I was at my family's house and my dad and my brother liked sherry. So they were drinking some sherry. You were telling me like the night before or something like that. Who are you talking to? Yeah. To Cal, sorry. I'm talking oh. to Cal. I can't point. It doesn't work. I don't know where the window is. Hang on. So Cal. for everyone, because on my screen, I'll look this way. Because now it's like I'm looking at you and be like, yeah. Okay, Cal. So <laughs> do you remember that Christmas when, um, I hope this is working and we're not like the other way around. I'm right? so, <laughs> Cal's at the bottom and you're at the side, so you're just if looking. You could, if you could look up, Ruth, then this will work. So, Cal, do you remember that one Christmas when we were, you were telling me how you wanted to get into Sherry? Y yes. Um, yeah, that was like two years ago, I think now. 
Yeah. So what I did is I went to my parents. My dad had, my dad and my brother were having a few different types of sherry. So I tried three different types. I tried a, a dry, a sweet, and then kind of an in-between and gave you like a review of each so that you knew where to start. Yep. Oh. Yep. This does, I remember this. Yep. Cool. We can go back to the middle now. That's, that's, that works well. That was interesting. Was Thank you, Boomer. <laughs> it, worked, it worked. I think everyone felt like we were in the same room. Speaking of Christmas, uh, Christmases that me and me and Boomer have, have uh, shared, not that we've a shared Christmas day. Well, you, you have you, last Christmas, you came over a Christmas day evening, and I think the year before you did as well. Um, do you remember for my birthday? I think I might have told you this before, but I didn't tell everyone because I, I put it on the other day because I, I, um, I wanted to. I wanted to smell fantastic. Um, do you remember? I think it was last year. On my birthday, you were like, I got your, like, you can have this for your birthday. And I was like, oh, oh. Che-. and it was aftershave. I was like, oh, cheers, man. And immediately you were like, I mean, don't get too thankful because it's literally, it's something that, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say this on here if you don't want anyone to know, but basically oh, it, was no, after, it was aftershave that someone had given you for Christmas and you didn't want. Uh, and so you my gave it to me. My grandmother-in-law had given me her dead husband's aftershave, clearly, as a present. And you know what? It smells fan-fucking-tastic. I love it. It's my favourite aftershave. I use it all the fucking time. You're beardy. Like, Boomer, are you shaving your... Are you going to put it on your head? I don't know. I don't know why she's shaving it. I do it on on my wrists, and then I do a bit of a... Oh, okay. I'm taking the name to you, literally. Yeah. I'm doing a... I guess uh, it's... It's like a fragrance for your neck. Eau de parfum, or whatever it is. Um, it's yeah, man it's just, perfume. It's just yeah, man perfume. Yeah, I think maybe it had been named to avoid it being man perfume. They were like, yeah. well, let's call it aftershave because then it sounds like it's got a purpose. Yeah, yeah what do guys do? They like, shave. Really don't concerned they? about oh, that's not manly enough. The phone men don't wear phone perfume. Phone quiz. Like back when that was a thing, I guess. Well, yeah. I guess it still is for some, but yeah, you know, but yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fragrance is all it is really. But yeah. Cal, that means you're wearing a dead man's scent. You are wearing the scent of a like ninety-year-old Burmese man. Dead man's scent sounds like a really good name for a film or something. Or a wine. Or a wine. Uh, or an aftershave. <laughs> or a currency <laughs> scent. <laughs> I used to have this um, shirt that I really liked that I bought from a charity shop, and Shell would always call it my dead man's shirt because it was clearly from a very elderly gentleman, just based on the style at the time. Dead Man's Shoes, one of my favourite films. It's a very depressing film. It's I know. It's a very good film. It's very good. I just love the Paddy Considine. I think he's great. Yeah, he is good. He is good. Is Peter Mullen in that one as well? I'm, a, oh, I'm thinking of Tyrannosaur. Oh, my God. Tyrannosaur. That's Jesus depressing. Christ. Fuck. I, I don't think I've ever seen a sadder film. I Tyrann- watched that film. and Directed by Paddy Considine. That's it's directed by Paddy Considine, yeah. I watched that film and I just thought to myself, I really enjoyed that. I never want to see that again. No. Yeah, there's yeah. some films definitely that fall into that bracket where you're like, this film is, I can see it's a work of genius, but I'm d- I'm happy that I've seen it once. Yeah. But never again. The happiest no scene in that film is when they're at a funeral, and that says a lot about it. Yeah. Good God, that film's fucking sad. Hey, um, yeah, no, I, although I actually quite often just watch, I don't watch that many funny things or very happy things. It's a, it's a real treat, or, an, or rather like an occasion if I watch something that's like... Oh, I feel lovely from that. It's not very often that happens. You get a warm glow inside. Yeah, I, I, sometimes, yeah. I, sometimes I do. Like I watched, um, have you seen The Peanut Butter Falcon? No, I've, I've, seen it, I've seen it on Netflix. It's in the top 10 at the moment, I think. It's getting the super rare boomer 10 out of 10. 
No complaints. Fucking loved it. Wow. What a wonderful film. But Absolute. tell more. I, from the name, I have no clue as to what that could possibly yeah, give be. That, that title gives nothing away. It's about a... Um, it's about a sort of down and out fisherman whose path meets with a Down syndrome kid who was living in an old folks home and basically wasn't happy there. So he escaped. And the two of them kind of meet together and go on like, it's like a road movie and they kind of go on an adventure. Okay. And it's, played, it's, it's done something that's so hard to do when you have like one of the main characters have something like Down syndrome. It's done completely tastefully, completely treated with respect. There's not just like, you know, he's not just the butt of jokes constantly. Mm. It's what a phenomenal film. And John Hawkes is in it. Just like, if you're ever in doubt, just fucking throw a bit of John Hawkes in a film. If you don't know who he is, look him up. He's fucking great and everything. You've probably seen him in stuff, thought, yeah, that dude's cool. Uh, yeah, no, it's really good. Shia LaBeouf is really good. I'm a big fan of Shia LaBeouf, actually. Despite his rocky start to like films, we're going to do like Transformers and... Uh, actually, that- Indiana Jones. And yeah. Dysto- Disturbia. Yeah. yeah, that one, the, yeah, the shit remake that was not a remake of Rear Window, despite yeah. having exactly the same plot and the same everything, only being not nearly as good as Rear Window. Uh, yeah, so, but he's actually great since he's become this bizarre... Is it quite a recent film then? Yeah, it is. it's only in the last couple of years, I think. And it's just okay. maybe two, three years. Although it's hard to tell now where, like, I, I didn't see it in the cinema. But I saw it before it came on Netflix. Okay. So, but it's on there now. And seriously, I can't recommend that film enough. If I'm recommending like a happy film that make you feel good inside. 10 out of 10 is a very, I would, there would be very few films I would ever give 10 out of 10 to. So that's a huge recommendation. Yeah. I'm now also terrified that I've been too generous, of course, because <laughs> it's not often I'll say 10 out of 10 for a film. It's, but you it's, stuck your neck out now. The yeah. Very, the very least it will be will be nine. Well, that's still very good. So it's still super high up. I mean, what? we're getting a cat. Hey, yeah. Yay. We I'm love so our cat. I thought he'd probably make an appearance at some point. Oh. Well, he's doggy though. He's been outside. He's such a handsome lad. Oh, he's what, he what a good boy. Look at him. He's he, loving that. He's very handsome, but he's getting quite old now. So he's quite sort of skinny and he's, when he jumps up now, he's a bit, he like hesitates and then eventually he goes like, but you know, when you see young cats and they just whiz all over the place. Do you know how old he is? Because he's a rescue, isn't he? He is, but we think, well, from what we were told, he's 15. So he's quite old. 15, was that? 15. Yeah. So I sound like 15. I want to give him a cuddle. I want to give him a cuddle. Oh, okay. Off he goes. There you oh, go, bud. I think he's going to make his way around the back of the chair and probably end up back in the same place. <laughs> he is absolutely welcome to join us. Absolutely. He is. <laughs> um, so, Boom, uh, was that your tip then to, to watch that, to watch Peanut yeah, Butter sure, Falcon? Yeah, sure, why not? That's my tip, <laughs> Peanut Butter Falcon. I didn't have a tip, so thank you very much for that. There you go. So, yeah, Ruth, uh, obviously, as, you've, as you would have seen some of the, the episodes before, we always like to do not only a pairing, uh, of, of the wine with either well it used to be music now it's film music video game okay. um, or you know pair it with anything <clears throat> um, but yeah we do tips as well so do you have a tip for the audience other than listen to your podcast which everyone should do by the way I can, I give, can I give an additional tip yes because um, one thing I haven't mentioned about Ruth is that she's also a published author so my tip is to buy this. 
Well, so you very, can. It's very expensive, though. I know, yeah. It's a little bit pricey, but it's, it's worth it. Is it worth it to support oh, Ruth McCree? So, Ruth is the author of um, <laughs> Female Masochism in Film, Sexuality, Ethics, and Aesthetics. Oh, wow. That's a bit of light reading for you there. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a heavy subject, everything, but it's... Yeah. But Ruth, you tell people about it. I'll just hold it here. You know what? I feel like I've blocked a lot out because writing that was quite a traumatic time. <laughs> okay. No, it was just, it was um, a, a quite a horrifying experience writing a book I discovered because there's a lot of pressure and it's quite, you know, you, you imbue so much into everything in it that you, it becomes like a personal kind of odyssey writing it. But it's about... Um, it's about female sexuality in a series of films from the early 2000s, I guess. Secretary, The Piano Teacher, very miserable, Breaking the Waves. Mainly miserable films, I'll say. But very good, good films, films though. But um, quite sort of depressing films, I think. But anyway, uh, and I just write about them. Uh, what can I say, Oh, Sleeping know. Beauty as well, you mentioned in the, according to the back. I remember oh, the that. That was, a, Beauty, that was a really yeah. good film. Yeah. Um, Amer is my favourite one. The last chapter is about Amer, which is a yep, uh, excellent <laughs> sort of Giallo-inspired French film, which is worth watching if you've never seen it. Okay. Amer. Yeah, no, it's an excellent, it's an excellent book. I, to, I wouldn't to, say that that was my tip. For... Well, well that was that was Boomer's additional tip. tip. You you because you get your own tip. To me, to me, the coolest thing anyone could do is to have a book published. Like, oh, I, I think that's just so fucking cool. And I guess it's one of the reasons why. Well, one because it is cool, and two because I could not write anything that long. If you look at like the most writing I do is for like um, either a, an article for work or lyrics for a song, which you could basically fit on two post-its. I do not write. But... I could never write lyrics for a song. Oh, you could, they're well easy. I mean, it's just different, it's different <laughs> I struggle. You could write. <laughs> I'd always hoped that you would write a um, novel. We've discussed this, haven't we? I don't feel like I've ever had the right idea for a novel, really, unfortunately. I don't know. I sometimes wake up from, if I have a really vivid dream and I wake up from the dream going, Oh, that's, I have to write this, this will be an amazing novel. And then within about an hour, I've realised that because it was a dream, it's absolutely full of nonsense, inconsistencies, ridiculous crap. I'm like, no, that's not the genius idea that is going to... We'll, we'll make it a screenplay and Nicolas Cage will do it. <laughs> <laughs> that would, imagine if... That would be the pinnacle of your of anyone's achievement in life is if Nicolas Cage was in a screenplay you wrote, wouldn't it? It would be. It would. Oh. Make, I could die a happy man if that was a thing. <laughs> um, Cal, do you also love Nicolas Cage? Uh, probably not as much as Boomer, but I appreciate his love of Nicolas Cage, and we still do need to watch Mandy together. Yeah, absolutely. I love Mandy so much. It's great. I need to rewatch really Mandy again, actually. My big regret about Mandy is that I haven't seen it at the cinema. Yeah, I, I, there wasn't anywhere near me that was playing it while it was no. on. Though. It just yeah, it was very uh, limited distribution, I think. Mm, but it's so good. But uh, I, I mean, Con Air is always a, a great one to go back and watch. It's just so good. You know, so, we filmed Con Air and Facebook. Facebook? Face off. Face off. Back to back. You basically like got off the plane from Con Air and just went right <laughs> into yep. Face Off. Like, if you had a fucking peak period, you know, I mean, obviously, if that's here, 
his current status is probably how low can I get my finger on the screen here? <laughs> but that's where he currently. I no, no, no. So he probably lives here now, but like a few years ago, he did live. I'm going to go a bit further down. Just for anyone watching, my finger is going as far away from the screen as it can. Mum and Dad is, is brilliant. Well, Mum and Dad. Hmm. It's genius. The whole the concept of it is that for some reason, who can say why, uh, suddenly all the parents in America want to kill their own children. And Nicolas Cage is the dad. So he and Salma Hayek, not Salma Hayek, Salma Blair, sorry. Hmm. Salma Blair? I think it's Salma. Anyway, uh, want to, they, so they basically become homicidal to kill their children. It makes sense. Uh, and so it's basically Nick Cage just trying to kill his own children. They're teenagers, they're not infants. I, I wouldn't mind. But, you know, you know one wants to see Nicholas Cage trying to kill a baby. But well, they're. <laughs> uh, I'll <laughs> watch him do pretty much anything, to be honest. It might I think, be good I think you'd love it. it. Okay. You would love it, Boomer. Consider it on my watch list. Yeah, you should definitely watch it. That cat, I just, while you were I doing watched... this, was just going, <laughs> strike me, please. Is that your tip, Ruth, I actually? Mean, or do you have one you would like to give? Oh. Oh, sorry. Is that your tip, or do you have a set? No, or a I want to give a like tip. Okay. Um, oh, but it doesn't really go with my wine. But it's just a tip. Oh no, the, the tip doesn't need to go with the wine. Oh, okay. it's something different. Um, I went this weekend to Virtual Fright Fest. Yes. Which is a, a film festival that's normally held in Leicester Square in London over the Bank Holiday weekend, and it's sort of horror and genre films. Um, but this year for obvious reasons it was virtual so you had to stream the films uh, and the last film that I watched I wouldn't really describe as a horror film but it was amazing and actually speaking about depressing miserable films it was quite depressing it was called The Swerve and it's about a um, a woman who's basically in the process of a kind of uh, disintegration of mental health and it has a really, uh, really kind of paranoid, um, a skewed reality atmosphere to it. So, so she's kind of disintegrating emotionally through the course of the film. And it's really, uh, I, it reminded me a bit of Repulsion, the Roman Polanski film, a little bit of hereditary almost, because it's kind of a domestic setting, but where things aren't quite right and there's like just weird but as i say it's not really it wasn't really a horror film but it was it was certainly you watch it with like a sense of dread that something awful is happening and it was i, I thought it was brilliant but it was very um it's, it was bleak so mm -hmm. it's it's bleak but it was it was a fantastic film so that would be my recommendation of things i've recently seen was it better than aqua slash which you and i watched while messaging each other <laughs> it was at least a hundred times better than Aquaslash. The trouble with Aquaslash, there's no fucking, there's no slashing up to, to Cal just to, and everyone else just to fill you in on what me and Ray tour. We have like a Sunday film club that we've been doing throughout lockdown where we're just like watch a film and message with in our WhatsApp group, uh, just chatting over it. So we watched one of the Fright Fest films because like Ruth and some others were doing the full festival. And we watched one called Aquaslash, which is like a slasher film in the 80s. I and mean, it's not in the in 80s, is it? It's, like, it's 2018, it's set in the it It's not the 80s, but it has that like 80s slasher, you know, yeah. kind of a feel. Loads of, loads of kids in a, in a water park. How, what hilarious ways are they going to get killed? 
Turns out not many. Turns out literally one. Yeah. Literally it was one. Really, first, we had to see loads of relationship dramas, uh, loads of like teens having sex in the shower. Probably for some people that's good, but I'd rather get some slashing in. Slashing. You know. yeah. Why not have both at the same time? Exactly. Why didn't they get stabbed in the shower? Have you not seen a fucking Why slasher film? Why don't they stab each other Why while they're banging some... each other? Why have some teens having sex in the shower if they're not going to get slashed? Yeah. yeah. I mean, all we had was one teen technically stabbing the other teen, but not in a killing way. No, it was disappointing. But the, the ending <laughs> like, like that, at that. last slashing <laughs> game was good, but... Yeah, they that was good, but there was... So we won't say what it is. We'll tell you afterwards, Cal. Don't worry. But... Um, yeah, just to not spoil it, for anyone who wants to watch it, if you do, be warned, it's not good. I'd say if you do watch it, just for, forward it to the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Just watch the end. You'll get the gist and you'll get all the good bits. I posted on Instagram just a picture of like, you know, oh, we're watching Aqua Slash Sunday Film Club kind of thing. And a friend of mine there messaged me and said like, oh, I heard a review of that. It's supposed to be terrible. And go, yep, you're not wrong. So isn't there like one character where she's basically a pedo and just every year she sleeps with a new teenager. Like, yeah, she was the most likable character in the entire film. <laughs> <laughs> she was my favourite. Yeah, not a pedo. They're all like 80, they're all graduated high school or something. So they're all, they're of the age of consent. They're but, all awesome. Yeah, so when... Yeah. Yeah, when you can't wait for them to get slashed, but it most, turns out you do have to wait. Yeah, but the most respectable character in it is a sex is well it's an alleged sexual predator actually she does do it anyway yeah it's a sexual predator in her like 30s or 40s sleeping with teenage boys she is the best and most likable and decent person in the film i bet they think the same thing yeah <laughs> so anyway sorry ruth yeah your, That's your, fine. your recommendation i recommend the swerve but yeah. only if you're feeling like you can deal with a harrowing bleak situation if you can't deal with that i recommend from fright first also two heads creek which was a very funny uh british australian film about a british brother and sister who discover they've got uh australian ancestry and they move to australia uh and then there's loads of uh i guess bogans is that the australian like australian hillbillies they, i think they're not bogans like like the sort of like comedic lads are they both maybe but they're very, or you know it's kind of small town Australia uh but and then it turns out all oh, they're eating some strange meat what can it be it's people the kangaroo <laughs> no it's not possible uh but it's very funny it's a very funny film and it's right. very uh it's the combo of very funny good script plus a lot of very over-the-top gore of um people getting minced entrails flying everywhere, machetes in the head, you know, so. Oh, it's, it sounds like a, a good companion piece to Wormwood. Oh, yes. The, the Australian film. zombie film, which yeah. is phenomenal, Carl. I highly recommend you watch that okay. one. Okay. Yeah, that would be a good double bill. You're right. That would be good. Cool. Carl, what is your tip? So my tip is... Um... <clears throat> good tips, by the way, Ruth. Sorry, I'm very... Thanks. I'm a rude host. <laughs> um... My tip is go on YouTube, search for Limmy, who is a comedian, a Scottish comedian. Uh, he did have a, a show which is on the th uh, three, I think there was only three seasons of it. All on the Netflix. Limmy show, was it? Sorry? It's just called The Limmy Show. It's just called The Limmy Show. Yeah. Um, it's got some 
proper hits in it. It's got some proper misses in it, though. But what he does, and he's been doing this before lockdown, he's, uh, is he does Twitch streaming. And sometimes that is playing video games and like doing a commentary thing. Sometimes it's, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, sometimes it's doing, um, he does like techno covers of popular songs. Like he did, um, he did Skater Boy. He did the EastEnders theme song. He did um, Rhythm rhythm of Your Life, that one. But except it was the- Oh yeah. already a techno song? Well, yeah. he, he, he did a cover. It was like, this is the, this is the rhythm of my life life's shite uh yeah <laughs> uh but then he also does improv stories so he'll get suggestions from his um the people watching the stream for an improv story and he'll just come up with uh, they can they can be anywhere from like five minutes to like half an hour long of these these improv stories and some of them are just us howling at them they're hilarious they're like good things to have on in the background um for example I'll give you the gist of one and spoilers. Um, there's one where it's a woman who keeps, ha- she's got a garden and she keeps having her daffodils kicked in and she keeps seeing pastry crumbs that are uh, in front of the daffodils. So, and it's quite a small village that she lives in. Um, and she's like, well, we're going we're gonna to find out who this is uh, because everyone in the village goes to this, this particular baker's to get their pastries. And so she makes an arrangement with the, the bakery uh, owner, the, the, the baker, and uh, it's like, I want you to put a different ingredient in each of these people's pastries, because uh, there's only like so many people in the village. It's like, I'll oh, put pepper in this one, put uh, like cinnamon in this one, and, and, and so on and so forth. So she can find out, she can taste the crumbs and find out who was the person who keeps kicking in her daffodils. Skip ahead. She finds out who kicked in the daffodils. It turns out it's her and she's just forgetting that she's doing it. So they end up hanging her and setting her on fire. I was, I was amazingly engrossed in that story, actually. <laughs> it's taken such a turn at the end. Yeah. Wow. And it's great because it's just living. This is like a Fright Fest story. <laughs> it's just, it's just, if this happened in East Anglia, Ruth, you'd be all over this shit. It's true. <laughs> but you've, oh, got, God. you've got Limmy on, on camera. Acting as this old woman being hung and set on fire. He's just sitting there going like this. And he just makes himself laugh. It's so fucking hilarious. Um, Send me that one, Carl, please. Yeah, check it out. I did not expect where that went. (laughs) Exactly. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, There's a couple more where there's stories like that where it just goes massively downhill. And it's like, oh, okay, that's happening now. But at the same time, it's really funny. Um, so yeah, Limmy's uh, improv stories on Twitch. Uh, if you do want to watch him on Twitch, I think you have to subscribe, but he does upload some of them, like the select few onto YouTube. So you can just find them there. Uh, that's can my I, tip. Can I be an old person and ask about Twitch? Oh, Twitch is a, is a, a streaming platform for people who play um, video games, basically, like PC games, PS4. So you'll get people playing... Oh man, I don't know. Uh, what's a popular game? Uh, Fortnite. Oh yeah. Yeah, they'll play be playing Fortnite, Fortnite on Twitch. Dancing. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they'll do that, and they'll. Um, I mean, it's not just for gaming; it's for other stuff as well. But it's, I think it's mostly used by the gaming community. Okay. Uh, I've seen quite a lot of people lately who've been doing a lot of their like fan interactions and stuff via Twitch. Quite often, they are people who also do video gaming stuff. But they yeah, it's do, like, like a community Q and A's and stuff. Yeah. Interesting. 
Mm. It's just another, I've, actually, there's even been like wrestling shows just broadcast via Twitch. Oh, there you go. Boomer, I forgot mm. to tell you. Sorry, it's not a tip exactly, but it's a tip for Boomer. There was another film at Fright Fest which was called Skull the Mask. Oh, I really want to watch that. I've heard about yeah, it. Yeah, there's a lot of wrestling moves in it. Love it. The, um, the, I think one of the guys that directed it is either a wrestler or a massive wrestling fan. And then some of the actors in it are wrestlers. Uh, and there's a lot of like wrestling move fight scenes is that this, I saw. Isn't this, is the skull mask a wrestling mask or? No, but it wouldn't be a miss. It's like an ancient artifact of a kind of weird skull head and it affixes onto a man. That's and it. And he becomes a killer. I think I saw like um, I thought it was sort of like a bloody disgusting thing of like things to watch out for at it's some point. It's Brazilian, so it's that kind of Brazilian mm. uh, wrestling. L is it luch luchadors? Uh, yeah, that's, that's Mexican usually, but I guess ah, it's but on the credits, South, South American, yeah. I suppose, or Central and South American. Luchadors, and then then there's lots of names, so it's got oh, a lot yeah. of. I'm totally into that. I did yeah. I did see you mention that on your um. Yeah. Did your little Facebook rundown of what you'd seen and what were good. So, yeah. Um, shall we move to the pairings and then... Oh, God, yes, the pairings. Yes, yeah, so let's do that. I forgot there was a structure. Wow, it's a loose structure. So do we. <laughs> Who wants to go first? <clears throat> Not me. I need to think in my head about I, what... I have one. I, I can give okay, you... you go, go first. first. You go first. Okay. So, I'm, I, once again, I, th I don't know if I did it... I don't think I did it last week, but when Burns was on, I, I did pair with a video game, and that's that's what I'm going to do again. So, it may be a bit niche for some people watching this. I'm not too sure. But, um, so, this wine has... It's been fine. It's been all right. But it's been a bit of a disappointment, because I thought it was going to have more to it. Um... And when, you know, I get something that, that, that looks as dark bodied as this, I get memories of something that packs a bit of a punch. And uh, mm -hmm. unfortunately, this doesn't. It goes down fine. It's okay. Would I buy it again? Probably not. So my pairing this week goes to Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remaster, which is just released on PS4 and Nintendo Switch. So... Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles was originally an action RPG which came out on the GameCube back in 2000 and... I want to say 4, 2004, maybe 2006, but not 2005. I'm going to quickly double-check that because if I'm saying not 2005 and it did come out in 2005, I'm going to look like a dick. You look like an idiot. Exactly. Oh, I'll do that quickly. Crystal. I, I, I was wrong. It came out in 2003, so I was actually a year out. Um, Damn it. Anyway, so that, that came out on, and it was the first Final Fantasy game on a Nintendo console since Final Fantasy VI, way back when in the 90s, before um, Squaresoft, or now Square Enix, moved their franchise to the PlayStation, and of course now they're cross-console cross now, and they, they, they've released and everything. Um, so I was really excited as I was, a very, I was a, an, an adopter of the Nintendo GameCube. That was my console of choice, my little brother had a PlayStation 2, or my older brother had a PlayStation 2, uh, but I was I was very much for the GameCube. And this this game came out and I loved it. Uh, it, it was based around a multiplayer component. So the, the aim was, you know, you get your friends together and you play together. Um, the, the way that you did play together was through a Game Boy. So you had to have a Game Boy and connect it by some 
cable, so it actually made it very expensive. But I was happy playing it single player, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was it was great, a lot of fun. So I was very excited when I found out it was going to be remastered. Um, I downloaded the remaster. I paid I paid for and downloaded the remaster on the day of release, and I went to play the first um, area and did the first boss, and the combat and all the controls and everything were really really clunky. And I was like, I don't remember it being like this. I don't remember this. This this isn't fun. This is annoying. This is shit. Mm, not shit. No, that's a bit too far because I do love Square Enix. I don't. If they ever wa- if they ever watch this, I don't want them to see this stuff. <laughs> you shit. don't want to be on record saying that. Yeah. Shit. No. It's. I mean, it, it looks nice. It's had a nice coat of polish. It is just sort of like an upscale of the graphics. But yeah, everything got a bit clunky. And I was like, I don't remember this. So I went back and watched some videos of the original stuff. I was like, this has got to be. This maybe they could fix this with a patch. They, 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 they could sort this out. Uh, but no, apparently that's always how it's been. So I just don't think it's aged very well. It was shit all along. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, oh, I mean, terrible. I say shit all along. It's now not very good compared to what offerings are out there now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so back in the day, it was fine. But it's now like it's... But if, when you watch a film from the 90s that you love, and then you're uh, like, it's not... Yeah, I remember quite recently for some reason also listening to the Marshall Mathers LP. Oh, okay. I used to bloody love. I loved it, and then I put it on. I was like, "Oh, this is no, not aged well, not good." There you go. So, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is the Marshall Mathers LP. Hasn't aged well. Uh, Used to be great. It's your Beaujolais. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's very je suis a Beaujolais. It's yeah, it's. A disappointment. Uh, that's, a, that's a sad story. I'll play it a bit more and I'm that's sure I'll find story. some enjoyment out of it, but my heart won't be in it. Oh no. Mm. Oh, so that's my pairing. What have you guys got? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. You got anything, Ruth, or do you want me to go? I have got something, you go but then, I'm you worried go. I've gone a bit um, over the top. Oh, fucking have you Can heard my ones? Can it, it's going to be a song. It can be anything. Yeah, no, yeah. So, yeah. It's high praise, very high praise. But I am pairing Nostros with the song The Mercy Seat by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Oh, tell me more. I'll tell you more. <laughs> Firstly, bit gothy. We've mm-hmm. established that already. Uh, secondly... For new Nick um, Cave fans, he used to be well gothy. Yeah. Uh, quite sort of dense. Dense, <laughs> rich. Honestly, the more I drink, not exactly a struggle, but it's... It's a challenge, you know. It doesn't slip down the gullet easily. It's got a bit of a kind of a, a bloody meaty air. I think it pairs with the mercy seat, which, to those who don't know, is a song about a man being electrocuted for multiple murder. It's an excellent song. Well, well, is it off uh, Tender Prey? I think. Yeah. I'm feeling it's it, track. Is it track one of Tender Prey? God, it's hey. definitely a track one. I'll say I mean, that I think it's, it's track one amazing, Tender Prey. It's an amazing song. Uh, and I, I'm a bit worried I've gone a bit high with the praise for the wine, but it is a really good wine. It's like, it's meaty, it's dense, it's rich. It's a little bit disturbing. The more I drink, the more I feel like it's a bit disturbing. Lovely. Same with the Mercy Seat. So there you go. Standing, Ruth. And yeah. just to confirm, it is track one of Tender Prey by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Brilliant. Nice. Lovely stuff. Love it. I don't think I've had a Nick Cave one yet, actually. I haven't, despite him being like one of my favourite all-time dudes. 
Sorry about that. It's not one of those with the classic boomer burp. Yeah. God, what a noise. <laughs> I did I did one earlier on. Yeah, you did no do one, one earlier on. Oh, yeah. oh, you did I notice. Didn't I didn't notice. This, I this, this, one, this one, this one I noticed for sure. The best one by far is that one time that Flynn came in. <laughs> he burped instead. Just like, we just like pan the camera to him. He's like, bleh. Yeah, thanks, Flynn. <laughs> oh, God. Have you Take got off. one yet, Gina? Yeah, sure. Uh, mine's, you guys have done a better job than me today. So I am going to go with the shirt that I am wearing, actually. So this is Cradle of Filth, Dust and Her Embrace. Dusk and Her Embrace. So I was, I'm a, I'm a big Cradle of Filth fan. And I love like loads of their stuff. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Finally got seen like last year for the first time, which was awesome. They did, um, uh shit they did an album in its entirety shit what was it called cruelty and the beast they were reissuing it because it was like 20 year anniversary kind of thing so uh i had this one already which is um not my favorite album by any means it's a good album still but i think that's why it kind of pairs well with this wine because like i said this wine is tasty but it's just not what i want out of a wine so it's, it's very a bit good. underwhelming. Yeah, so it's very good, very serviceable, but it isn't, you know, it isn't cruelty in the beast, which is like would be an excellent example of them. So again, similar ex- analogy that I gave the last time I did a pairing with uh, Behemoth, where I'm picking like uh, an album that's not as good as what I expected from it, basically. So I expected this to be very good. I, and especially as Ruth has such high praise for. I know. I feel Portuguese like wines. I've, I've been let down by the Portuguese wines as well. I, I feel we all have. Shame on you, Portugal. But I, mean, actually, I won't hold the whole country to... I, I, I love Portugal. Some very good friends there. Sticker and Mads, if you are watching. Hello. Love you. Hello. And um, yeah, so yeah, I'm going to pair it with Dusk and Her Embrace because it's just, it's very nice. It's very good, this wine, but it's just... To be honest, not the best Portugal has to offer. So, Cradle of Filth and Portugal are the same thing in this analogy. And um, as I, I mean, often people confuse the two. Like, oh, sorry, did you say Portugal or Cradle of Filth? Oh, right, yes, of course. Right, sorry, yes, I, I thought you meant Cradle of Filth. And if you so, see Cradle of Filth, you have to quarantine for fourteen days now. Exactly, and I think that should that should have just been standard practice anyway. <laughs> Although actually, it's, it's weird when you go and watch a Cradle of Filth gig. Because I was kind of like, oh, cool. I want to be like it back in the 90s going to, like the early 2000s going to gigs. Where I just like, oh, get to see all, like everyone like fully gothed up. Everyone yeah. dressed to the nines. And instead it's just, everyone's just probably got an all right job. And they're all just regular people. They just wear black and probably have a leather jacket. Sadly, there's a few people with the old Jesus is a cunt t-shirt, which I was never on board with. I thought that was Fantastic. sick. Just silly shock tactics. Of course. But, that was so Yeah. But no, but musically, they're actually a really fucking good band. Yeah, so sorry that's a little bit of a weak one for me, using exactly the same analogy last time, just with a different metal band. I also feel like, Boomer, you've just looked at your T-shirt and decided from that. Shall I try, do I need to try harder? It's the, Ki- the Kaiser Soze of, uh, of pairs. Well, Bo- Boomer normally does a really good job. Uh, and it's me who normally does a shite job so you've done a great job today it's only fair that i now take the good job and he does a he's allowed a shit one i need to i feel like i need to redeem myself here can i come up with a no 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 you find no you get one you get one chance another one of those fucking you get one chance Ruth doesn't want to hear anymore enough from you 
<laughs> no, it was fine. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's fine. Well, there you go. So that's all pairings. That's all tips. Yeah. That's all. That's all wine, lads. Yeah. Right? That's I haven't finished my bottle. I thought I'd finish. Well, I'll tell you what, there is one other thing. We, we did this um, last night where we did like podcasts. And I said, I did, like, what are you watching, reading, listening? Oh, okay. Really oh, like yeah. That. So give a, basically, give a recommendation of okay. people. So everyone, like, whatever, it, it could be a podcast book, game, album you listen to, whatever you like, just a recommendation for someone, because it's less so now we're not in lockdown anymore, but people are still looking. Everyone's watched everything. People have completed Netflix. They've completed Amazon Prime. They've completed their favourite podcast series, maybe. So they need new stuff. What you got for them? What you got for the people, Ruth? Oh, well, it's not Other you, than yours. But I have been listening and just finished. Uh, there's a podcast called You Must Remember This, which is about Hollywood stories. Um, and it's really in-depth, well-researched. And there's a whole series about um, Charles Manson oh. and the, sort of, the context of, sorry, here's Vin's tail. And his head! The yeah. context of, uh, <laughs> Such a handsome head. I'll just peer over. The context of uh, sort of Charles Manson against the backdrop of LA at the time uh, and his interactions with uh, Dennis Wilson, uh, the kind of impact of the sort of end of the hippie era and the sort of the death of the, um, the dream of the hippie era that Charles Manson contributed to. Um, I feel like Vin's undermining this. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, do, do, do the best with what you got. <laughs> and the podcast is called You Must Remember This. And there's a, a, a season in it which is called Man, uh, Charlie Manson's Hollywood, which is excellent. Oh, excellent. So that's good. If you like your true crime and your Hollywood, I like both. It's a good, uh, a good one. There we go. Cal, Cal, do you have an animal? I have two rabbits. I have two house rabbits. Um, Do they fit everywhere? No, no, they're very good. They, um, they, they, they are very well litter trained. Actually, um, they have their, they, they have their enclosure. I'll, I'll let them out occasionally. They used to be free roam, um, but then, well, I had one. He used to be free roam. He, he was very well behaved. Then we got another one, and then she liked to chew the carpet. So um, uh-huh. we had, to, we had to put some measurements in place to, uh, to stop that from happening. Um, but no, they are, they're lovely. And one of these days I will, one of them will tolerate being picked up. One of them will bite me. Um, she literally, I tried to pick her up once and she clamped down here until I sort of like lay down on the floor to let her go. I did clip her nails the other week though. And she, she, she dealt with it. She was fine. Um, but one day I will get uh, one of them on here to show them off. But, uh, the plan is, uh, when eventually me and the, 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 the missus, Oh, no, I don't. I don't like that. Not Mrs. No, me and my girlfriend. We we eventually move in with each other. We'll get a dog and a cat, and that'd be great. And uh, the rabbits too. Sorry. The rabbits will also come. Oh yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they are they are mine until they are no more. Uh, and by the way things are going, it they pretty much look like they're in, indestructible so far. So. I thought you were going to say the other way around. They go, and by the way, it's going. <laughs> we don't have much to worry about soon. No, I, I had another Luna scare the other day where she just wasn't oh. eating anything. I uh, got her running around. I rubbed her belly a little bit to make sure like everything was working inside and everything was working its way through. Because I think she was over grooming, had a bit of hair in the system. Uh, and, you know, by the end of the day, she was fine. Back to her old self. It was pretty good. Excellent. Yes. 
Good. What's your recommendation? My recommendation, and this is literally what I'm going to do once this podcast has finished recording, um, is it's a bit of an old series, but I've only recently, I've only started watching it this year. It's Mad Men. <gasps> so watch, good! Watch Mad Men. I'm on the last series. I've just started the last series. I fucking love it. It's I've so been... good. I watched it all ages ago and then my partner had never seen it and I'm we've been re I've been rewatching it with him and we're only on series 3 of the rewatch but he's never oh, seen okay. it. So my oh, it's so good though. It's ben, so good. My housemate has have watched it ages ago and I never seen it and we are re he's rewatching it with me so I can watch it for the first time. So, it's so um, Yeah, it's I'm it's always been on my to watch list and now I've watched it. I've wa- I I don't know why I didn't watch it sooner. I love it. I absolutely I, love it. I like it's nothing really happens. It's it's so character driven. Yes. It's so, you know, it's if you were to watch it, you could watch a whole series and someone would say, Okay, what happened? You're like, Well, just some people did a few things and you know it's, it's, but it's, it's yeah, so it's, brilliant. It's nothing on it, it's it's what it, it's it all it bases it off what each individual character is going through or doing at that yeah. time so for example don draper the, the main character goes through this incredible sort of up and down of of what he is sometimes you see him in a light that you would really never expect to see him in sometimes he's being exactly what you would expect and then he gets better and then some other stuff happens and then there's other characters that you really get attached to and either they leave the company or Worse, um, one comes to mind, which I'm still not okay with. Yeah, and I could tell by that reaction, you know exactly who I that's mean, Ruth. I know that's coming up in the rewatch. Yep, yep. Coming up. Wasn't happy about that. I'm still dealing with it. And um, but no, it's a um, and there's there's certain characters who you you really love, and then they'll do something, and then you'll be like, oh, what? No, really, he's done that. But oh, come on, it's man. Like, but it's like real life because you know you, there's sorry, this sounds so trite. But they're so well drawn that it's like you can never expect a consistency almost because yeah. some, a character will do something that you haven't expected, or they'll let you down, or they'll surprise you. But that's how that's just it. Are. They let you down, yeah. and you really feel it when they do. They but can then redeem they, themselves. Like, sometimes they surprise you in how brilliant they are. Yeah, one hundred percent, absolutely. Because um, Lane, when at first when I, I didn't really, I wasn't sure how to feel about him. By the end, I fucking love that guy. Yeah, Lane's great. Even by the end, no spoilers. I loved Pete. Oh, okay. I so even liked Pete by the end. There are instances where I've turned to Ben and said, <laughs> "Am I supposed to like him in this scene?" Because I don't think you're ever supposed to like well, him. But well, this is it, end, yeah, because all the time... It's I, like, oh, I'm kind of rooting for him. Yeah, there's, there's the scenes where I see a bit of humanity from him. In fact, yes. there's a scene that I just watched where he's he's at a meal with um, Ted and Peggy, and it's yeah. about... Um, uh, spoilers, as kind of, by saying Ted, spoilers for anyone, actually. He's uh, old now, so whatever. Um, and they're talking about, I think it's either sun-kissed or ocean spray, and... He's actually letting loose and having a bit of a good time rather than being uptight and just being an overall cunt. Um, yeah. But he's so horrible at the start. and um, He's awful. Chris, he's still I awful now it. and Every I'm on the final season. He's still, like, he's still like, oh, fucking Pete, I hate you. And I'm like, oh, by the end though. The that's end. interesting though. That's because I'm about to go and watch some more. That's interesting. Okay, okay. 
Excellent. It's good. Anyway, I sorry, I, I hijacked your uh tip, but no, I no, that's absolutely Men. fine. It's amazing. Yeah, watch Mad yeah. Men, it's fucking great. I love it. Seems like shit. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> uh ah, other interesting facts about Mad Men is um uh Roger Sterling. Sterling. I love him. Has on his wall a uh, print, a Japanese print of a octopus pleasuring a lady. Oh no, that's not that's not Roger Sterling. That's um, the other guy. That's Cooper. Oh, Bert. Bert, Bert, Bert Cooper. Uh, and I have that as a tattoo. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's was another fun thing when I first watched Mad Men. I was like, ah, here we are. What a lovely that's, time! You showed me that the first time I met you at a random house party in Cambridge once. I would never do that now. You did that then. How boastful. I would never. You just, you just fully got it out. I was like, who the fuck is this girl? That must have seemed very <laughs> atrocious. It <laughs> did. I was like, I was unprepared for it at the time. I just oh, met some dear. random girl in the kitchen. And that was literally how we met. Well, I <laughs> suppose it's memorable. Sort of it's memorable at least. Well, and it tied in very nice to my uh, recommendation. So there That's you go. Very, yeah, very good. Very good. Well played. Good, bravo. Bravo the pair of you. That's good podcasting, guys. <laughs> great podcasting. What a great start to season two. Oh, Hooray! Off of the fucking bang, I tell you what. So, my recommendation is, apologies, Cal, because I have banged on loads to you about this, because I we spoke the other day during our meeting. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Busy I know meeting, it's coming. we got drunk and hung out together and then yep. intermittently talked about the podcast the fu- and what the to do. The future of Wine Lads. Did you meet in real life? We, we did. did, we did. So yeah, because we, uh, we actually... He only lives live, over the road. Yeah, we live really close <laughs> to each other, so it's actually really easy to. But um, I've been watching this series on Netflix called My Country, The New Nation, which is possibly the worst title on Netflix. Okay. It's atrocious. However, it's a, Korean piece, it's a Korean series set in the latter part of the 1300s and earlier part of the 1400s and it's like one of those uh like you know like other things like you know for the throne people moving like chess pieces into different things but it's the story of two best friends from different uh walks of life both rejected but have found this amazing friendship and then they fall apart and then they get back together and they fall apart and come back together it's this type of cheesy thing it has way more Korean pop ballads than you would ever expect in the series, especially one set in the 1800s. The music, half the time, is like, seriously, you're going to put, like, Wonder Woman-esque... Th- if you heard the theme from Wonder Woman, you're like, no, 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 no. They have an equivalent theme, but for them. And it's almost pure trash mixed with pure quality high drama. And then they throw in, like, oh, but they've got amnesia. And so there's like some soap opera traits in there as well. And I have legitimately never been that invested in a series in my entire life. Oh my God, I am so invested in it. Well, I finished it now and I'm sad because I'm not watching it anymore. Tell me the name again. My Country, the, colon, The New Nation. Awful it sounds title. a bit Nazi. No, it, well, it, does it's it does a bit, but it's basically, it's the gist, it's the gist about the... Um, Oh, shit, I'm going to butcher the periods now. It's set, so it's set in Korea in the late 1300s. So it's... Uh, I, I can't remember the names of the, the dynasties they were moving through at the time. It's the end I'm of the... I'm on board. All, all things 
from the sort of Korean TV and film industry I've seen have been excellent. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean my my favorite film of all time is Old Boy. I think that, that was all about like 10 out of 10 films earlier. So the, ult, the 11 out of 10 film for me is Old Boy. I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. I've never seen a better film in my life than Old Boy. I'm not backing down on this one. Old Don't Boy, number one for me. It's the great, I even read like the manga it's based on. And it's, the manga's not as good, to be honest. The film's better than the manga. Fucking loved it. So good. Yeah. So my recommendation is My Country, The New Nation, if you want the blend of good drama, um, amazingly shot and beautiful looking things, interesting soundtrack, which you fully get on board with and everything like that. But yeah, if you want soap opera mixed with drama, mixed with martial arts movie, mixed with everything. I mean, the first few episodes are like an hour and 20 something minutes long. So it's like, of course we want that stuff. Tally. Well, there you go. Well, it's right there for you. Now we want it. It's right there for you on Netflix. Right now, Netflix UK, I should add, because I don't know what's going on in other countries. I imagine you have the same as us, only shitloads more if you're America. And if you're in Australia, I think you have maybe less, because I think they have a bit of a hard deal with Netflix sometimes. Just depends on what region you're in as to what you get. But yeah, that's my recommendation. My, as I'm saying now, favourite series ever. Well, yeah, who knows how time will tell on that one. I may change my mind, but... Currently, my favourite thing in the world is my country, New Nation. Everything about it is phenomenal. It's fantastic, as Cal would say. Great recommendation. Yeah, it was really good. I'm just going to say, I've got an empty bottle. I think you're the first, maybe, um, maybe I'm going to be wrong. There's still some in my glass, but I'll drink that. Okay. Thank you. So thank you very much, Ruth. You've been absolutely awesome. Yeah, no, you've been absolutely fantastic. A great season opener. And just an all-round fantastic guest. So thank you so much. Thank you for joining. It's, it's been a delight. I feel thank like we didn't talk much. enough about your podcast. Maybe we should get you back for another one, and we can no, talk more no. about it. No, no, I think <laughs> we've talked enough about. Sorry, Karen. I was just say, but no, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a great start to to one and season two. Um, we will announce when this one will be out, and um, yeah, it's going to be great. It's good. It's a good one. Cheers. Cheers, indeed. Cheers. And that was Ruth McPhee. What a fantastic guest. She's fucking awesome, isn't she? To have on the first. That was a great one. That's our longest. I mean, I don't know how much is going to get cut from this, but we're nearly hitting the two-hour mark. So um, that, that conversation, I, it doesn't feel like two hours. No, flew by. is just, by. wow. Yeah. I do I do feel a bit bad because I feel like always we didn't talk enough about a podcast, but I'm like, check out our podcast. Check out our podcast because it is really good. I listen to it. it. Is. Um uh, and obviously, Boomer knows of it already. Uh, I've, complete, I've completed it. He's completed the podcast. You should complete the podcast too. Yeah, sure. it's like, yeah it's, it's, I, I love like folklore and stuff like that. So it's, it's and you're, you're a big true crime fan as well. I love a true. Extent. I love a true crime. I love crime. I mean, if I mean, I would rather crime wasn't a thing, but I it love, gives for some interesting subject matter. Yeah, can't deny that. Cannot deny yeah. that at all. But um. Yeah, this has been a great start to season two. Boomer, it's been a pleasure being back here. And um, pleasure for me too. We'll see you all next time. I don't know what that was. Maybe that's the thing now. We hold our hands up now. That's how it's happening. Why, lads? If you're looking for somebody, drink some fun.
Is that plagiarism? I feel like I can pull a bust on my arm now. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs>